an insignificant planet on the far side of the galaxy. From the fragmented reports we have on it, the people are, well, uh... Real nimnals? Exactly. That's why I think you'll fit in there, Mork. You're too kind, sir. What is the name of this hellhole you're sending me to? Earth. I was on Earth three bleams ago. I was sent there by a biology class to collect a specimen. I had to throw it back, though. Too small. It's the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. You know, I really had my doubts as to whether or not we should do this week's episode, given we are in the shadow of the interview of the millennium. Oh, are we, of course, talking about uh, the Pentagon releasing the UFO files? Not Is that yet. what we're talking about? Not yet, but I have an advent calendar filled with Prozac, <laughs> and I take a little bit more every day, because yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy. No, I'm talking, of course, about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry spilling the beans. Uh, on the old firm. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, but didn't their spilling the beans consist of their shocking releva- like revelation that the royal family are privileged? <laughs> I know. I was taken aback, shocked and appalled. Oh, my Lord. Seriously, it was a case of a billionaire <laughs> sitting opposite multi-millionaires who recently had a $35 million wedding <laughs> talking about how oppressed they are. Exactly. It's fucking... And Twitter exploded and my only my only reaction was, imagine actually caring about the British royal family. <sighs> I, couldn't, I couldn't... I uh, couldn't... You know, I went looking for a fuck. Couldn't find one. Couldn't find one. You know why I couldn't find one? Because nine, nine fields were barren? <laughs> because you know what? I had to get my ass up and go to my fucking job to earn a living, all right? Yeah. I didn't have time to sit around and talk about your oppression. <laughs> yeah. I've always loved the fact that Prince Harry heads the, um, the, the games for wounded soldiers and it's like, oh, if it wasn't for your family, mate, it'd probably be for you less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Awkward. Slightly awkward. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, those fucking weirdos. If you could tell by the uh, the little quote from Mork and Mindy at the start, we are talking weird aliens, which uh, pretty much sums up the British the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure P- Prince Philip is held together with emulsions of stem cells and oh, man. whatever else he could steal from the fucking the Dead Sea Scrolls. Who knew at the end of the day Prince Charles would turn out to be the most normal one? Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Yeah, although, you know... He just potters around in his garden. He didn't... I mean, he imported some weasels or something, didn't he? But, you know... You're old enough to remember his sexy talk with Camilla Parker Bowles while he was married to Diana, though. He's not a normal man. Go and tell the the kids who aren't old enough. It's... I mean, as we've talked about before, sexting is never sexy. If, If you're not... The person who's in that conversation, in that part of that free and consensual exchange, uh-huh. it's always going to come across like you're getting Google Translate uh-huh. 
across yes. various time zones. It, it's just, mm. it was all kinds of, yeah, I'm going to ravage you. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll put your back out like a prize stallion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favourite one. And yeah. I swear to God, okay, this is literally what he said to her. Yeah. I wish I was your tampon. Yes, that, oh, well, slightly progressive, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there watching Danita Sparks of L7 pull one out and just go, oh. What should be your tampon while you're wearing trousers? <laughs> Jodpers. <laughs> riding upon putrescence the horse. <laughs> oh. Yeah, who fucked me? He's the most normal one. Yeah, out of a family that makes horses fucking walk funny and keeps dogs with short legs and oh. insists upon natives carrying them around in grass thrones like they're C-3PO in the fucking Battle of Endor. <laughs> And these cunts are weird, never. Oh, my God. Yeah, who knew? Colour me. I don't give a fuck. You know, I mean, the, <sighs> the most the most controversial thing to come out of that was the, you know, the questions that certain unnamed members of the royal family were raising as to how, and it's an insensitive, racist question to ask, mm. but how black potentially their children are going to be. Which, if you completely strip back all emotion and empathy, which I'm pretty sure is part of life as a royal, mm. is a fairly robotic but accurate question. I mean, these people are white and as inbred as possible. <laughs> and you've, you've introduced the tiniest bit of genetic variance to a very shallow puddle. Oh, very, very, very shallow puddle. Yeah, it's, it's like this, the level of fluid that you need to make a microscope slide work. <laughs> That's the level of genetic variance in that gene pool. Oh Lord, yeah. Uh, triple me, I don't. Yeah, care. they should just fucking care that the baby's going to come out alive and not fucking deformed and half dead like most of the inbred fucking sows they have. <laughs> I was going to say that it doesn't come out like Tuppence the pony and get ridden around. <laughs> Throw it over the cliff. It's a woman. <laughs> Can't pass on the empire to that. Oh, Lord. And to all our American listeners, you know what? I find it so... They literally fought a war. Yeah. Fought a war to kick the bloody British and the British bloody royal family over. Yeah. And what do they do? They end up back here getting the gold service treatment. You know what, America? You told them to piss off once. Tell them to piss off twice. Absolutely. Go get a job. You know what the sad thing is? What? We didn't even, we didn't even have to have a war. We got given a free vote. In 1999, oh. and all we had to do was say, yes, we wanted to get rid of the Queen. Yeah. And 70% of Australians went, nah, nah, she's all right. I know. I will tell you why we refused to give up the royal family. Why is that? Because in Australia, the Queen's birthday is a public holiday. Your employer has to pay you and you get to stay at home and get drunk. That's why we didn't become a republic. If they guaranteed, put in writing, that we would still get to have yeah. the Queen's birthday off, just rename it. Rename it. See, I blame Malcolm Turnbull, who was the head of the Australian Republican movement. Mm. Former, He's also a former Prime Minister of Australia mm. up until quite recently. He didn't attack that point because they literally did say that we would lose the Queen's birthday public holidays. Yeah. If we had actually just pointed out that we could call it Republic Day. Yeah. And you can't have Republic without the word pub. Yeah. Fuck, it would have stormed it in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It but no, that's why people didn't. I'm not giving up my public holidays. I didn't, I didn't give 
what what the why don't you give a shit what the it is for a public holiday? If it's a public holiday, I'll get behind it. Yeah, and you're a vegan, and you'll still take the horse racing Adelaide Cup day. <laughs> I'll take it. I won't be happy about it, but I'll take it. <laughs> you wake um, up to find that horse head in your bed, and you just cuddle it. That's <laughs> oh, my little waifu pillow. <laughs> I will take the day off, and then I'll get drunk, and then I'll protest <laughs> at the races. But I'm still getting paid, and I'm not in the office. Woo! Uh, but as, as we as we did allude to with that strange little grab that I pulled in from mm-hmm. the nineteen seventy three classic, or I think it's nineteen seventy three, maybe later mm. seventy eight to eighty three. I think no idea. Mork and Mindy. Oh. Yeah, I don't know you old people and your shows. Oh, we you you had the same TV networks as me growing up, and we did not have Mork and Mindy on TV. Well, I didn't have Mork and Mindy on TV. I just happened to know a lot about pop culture. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because my partner, who we always talk about in reference to her tiny bladder, what we should be talking about is her complete lack of knowledge of any pop culture at all. What? She grew up on a farm. So she didn't watch any TV, basically. She was always outside exploring the world and nature. and. I grew up in a mining town. So did I. I still found things. Yeah, a farm is very different to a mining town. There's idealism in a farm. There's romance no, in a farm. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. There's kicking lambs and punching ponies. That's what it is. Oh, no, she had a fancy farm. It was a vineyard. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> then there's alcohol dependence. Yeah. So you're a fancy drug dealer. Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. But the problem being, my every point of reference in my entire life is rooted in pop culture of the 70s to today. And she has none of those references. Yeah. So I will start rattling stuff off and look like a fucking maniac. Yeah. Because she has no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, my God. I met someone who was like 20, okay? Yeah. Never seen any of the Star Wars. And I'm like, how do you get through life? Like so much of po- – and it's not even like like Star Wars, but then so many other shows yeah. are built on making jokes or references to Star Wars. How do you function? Like, what, you just you just walk around not getting anything about life. Had seen Spaceballs, what? but had not seen Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, did you realise it was a comedy? Like, Wow, this is the worst science fiction film I've ever seen. <laughs> why is John Candy a dog? Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why would you go through life like that? I don't know. Like, even if it wasn't your thing, do you know what I mean? You'd just be like, oh, look, there's, I've got I've to know what's going on. Yeah. I will just educate myself. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm not... <laughs> I don't like Nazis, but, you know, you have to study the war, you know. <laughs> then again, Broken Hill, you would have had a few. No. No, I'll just, just shave my head because it's hot. <laughs> I wear suspenders because belts are for girls. <laughs> exactly. And there's no Asian minorities to hate in that town, is there? This no, month. we had one Chinese restaurant. Yeah, but, oh, God, that's, that's the bellwether, isn't it? <laughs> They're like the fucking... They're the emissary that's been sent ahead. Yeah, basically, like, oh. Uh, and you have to love them because they have the Chinese restaurant. They make the spring rolls. And all their food is white chicken with cashew nuts. <laughs> I'll have the pork spare ribs with plum sauce, please, and the entire town's morale is lifted. <laughs> We're going to bully the shit out of your kids at school. <laughs> but by fuck, keep making those pork spare ribs. Oh, Lord. That's S- true. <laughs> sizzling Mongolian beef, please. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what, I don't know what this tangent is that we're getting on, but I'm having flashbacks to the local Chinese restaurant in Port Perry, which was amazing because you'd sit there and listen to these huge arguments happening in the kitchen. And then, oh, really? And then the doors would open and they'd just be smiling. 
<laughs> pretending that they weren't throwing pots and pans at each other. And come and sit down, put it down. Go back out the back. <laughs> out comes the next dish. It's sizzling Mongolian beef. Oh, look at it, sizzling. Oh, my God. But you know what? If your other half had just moved you, you know, to the other side of the world, like, oh, my God, we're going to create a whole new world. And you end up in fucking Port Piri. <laughs> Shit stain on the underpants of Australia. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to go to Melbourne where there's a large Chinese contingent? Are we going to go to Adelaide where there's a large? Nah, we're going to go to the fringes of racism. Yeah. Woo. Oh, Lord. You know what? I'd be fucking pissed off. I'd be yelling at the kitchen. Too. Well, that's, isn't that the beautiful thing, though? Because white people brought Christianity to outlying communities. Chinese people brought really good food. Spring rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Fuck, we're supposed to be talking about aliens. Yeah, I know. I've somewhat abducted this storyline. Oh! I should have left the candle after on this recorder that I bought, <laughs> but I've stripped it off to put stupid references to Mork and Mindy on it. Oh, Lord. Look, this week, if John ever stops taking us off on a tangent, oh, fuck we. Off. We'll be talking about aliens in the woods. Now, we are all aware of the phenomenon of alien abductions, and we all have pondered what makes one person get abducted and not another. Why this person and what their neighbour? Well, have you ever stopped to think that maybe it's not the who, but the where? Does where you live, work or drive affect your chances of being abducted? We ponder this as we look at people who were abducted in this week's episode of Aliens in the Woods. Ah. Or location, location, location. <laughs> or three bed, two bath, three alien abductions. Oh, uh, nice. Or close to school, libraries, cafes, probes and Uranus. <laughs> Dealing with real estate agents. Would be less preferable than being anally probed by an alien. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take the aliens any day. Or at least they're not fucking smarmy salesmen. Oh, God. At least they're up front about fucking... (laughs) (sighs) Sheila Young was only 24 years when her husband and her three children experienced what she would describe as, quote, the most horrific experience. Trying to get your bond back on the real estate. <laughs> we did not have a cat. Because <laughs> the fucking rug meows. <laughs> Sheila and her family lived on an eight acre property in semi remote northwest Montana. It all began in October of 1989. That's quite recent. 89? Yeah. I'm showing my age. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Quote, it was the most horrific and terrorizing experience I have encountered to this day. My husband and three children were playing family games in our home when my husband and I saw a streak of fire shooting across the sky. We went outside and saw whatever it was seemed to have crashed or fallen from the sky on the upper part of our land. We investigated the next day as it was too dark at that time to see anything. We did notice the tree tops seemed to be burnt, but we found no evidence of anything that had fallen or crashed. Mm. Unlike, can I just? Yeah. I remember once being a a kid and I was home, dad was babysitting, mum was at work, and it was like late. I think he was letting me stay up like on a Friday, so it was like near midnight and we were like watching a movie. And in the backyard, like we had basically just like, 
reserve and like just scrub behind us. Yeah. Anyway, so we were just watching the TV and from out the back we just heard this God, God Almighty bang, like something like crashing in to, yeah. the, to the fence at the side. Like a tin fence? Yeah. yeah. And my dad and I just like looked at each other and was like, what the hell was that? And my dad's like, I don't know, go out and have a look. <laughs> Your dad said that. Yeah. He said that to <laughs> I think he was trying to take the piss, but me being like a feisty little like country kid, like yeah. I was like 12, I was like, where? And like got up and like, you know, unlocked the back door, okay, unlocked the screen door and was halfway out across the backyard when I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like actually came back in, shut the door, you go out there. I'm not going out there. And there's my dad just pissing himself laughing. <sighs> So I'm surprised they didn't just send the kids out. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's Montana. They've probably got 50. Yeah, go have a look. <laughs> uh, the next evening was a normal evening for us and we put the children to bed and my husband and I turned in for the evening. Around 3am, we were awoken by bright lights coming through our entire house and we were both keenly aware that we were being watched. Oh. Sheila says that this would be repeated every night. Okay. Every night. Every night. Right. For six months. Uh, that's a long time to put up with it. Bitch, move. <laughs> Bitch, move. Put your shit in the car the first time this happens and move. Yeah. But, you know, looking back, they're in, they're in Montana. Yes. They're probably super overworked, got a couple of jobs at Walmart, you know, come home at the end of the day, you just want a bourbon, sit down, count your remaining 49 kids and just put your feet up. I know what it's like to be that lazy. I put up with a broken tooth for like two years. It eventually just fell out. <laughs> so you're saying that you would just be like, fuck it. You would just be anally probed every night for <sighs> six months because you were too lazy to be like, oh, I don't want the hassle of breaking the lease. They're going to keep the bond. Oh, it's just going to be a hassle. We'll have to get the steam cleaners in. You know what? And if the Big Bang Theory was on, you're watching that, just like, oh, let's take my mind off the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Let them fucking ream me. <laughs> the rental market's a killer, man. Every night, her and her family would be abducted. Every night, Sheila says she was hooked up to some sort of monitor night after night and she says she could see hundreds of other human beings hooked up as well. Right. Sheila says she now has a scar on her body from being repeatedly hooked up. Night after night, every night for six months. That's some, she just have a drug addiction and she can't remember it properly? Bitch, move. Yeah. Move. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you wake up to the Matrix every single night, <laughs> I'd start looking around. Sheila reports that her three children, now grown, all still suffer PTSD from the experience. Could it be something else? Could it be living with a mum who fucking didn't deal with something for six months and let it fucking happen? <laughs> Quote, those days and hours are etched in our memories. We did report the incidents to our pastor. Oh, well, he's oh. the fucking law of the land, isn't well, he? Who came and did a house blessing, which seemed to help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
issues I have with this story. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't call the cops because of the illegal still they had in the backyard. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, woo! Um, a lot of bright lights from our marijuana crop. Why? Why? Why, if you have, if you are being fondled by aliens every night. Yeah. Why would you go to your a priest? Hey, oh my god, are we sure it wasn't the priest visiting them every night? Exactly, fight fire with fire. <laughs> Better the devil you know. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to fondle them? Well, let's see. <laughs> the power of Christ compels me. Yeah, <laughs> just grabs the aliens by the balls. <laughs> Sheila says it also affected her husband, who was unable to go hunting. From the trauma. Oh, couldn't kill an animal. Oh. Oh. Mind you, there is a lot of subsistence hunting around that part of the world. Well, no, I find it it ironic that, you know, someone who is going out, like, hunting down, terrorising and chasing, like, little squirrels, suddenly shoes on the other foot. Oh, what? You don't like being fondled without consent? Oh, you don't just like being used as a commodity and shipped around like you don't have a life goals or children to support? Oh, how bad for you, Hunter. We could turn this into Joe Rogan and start talking about the uh, the merits of hunting wild elk, but you are within reaching distance of a glass, so I won't do that. I'll go into the merits of hunting wild Rogan. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Like, oh, the trauma. Like, my kids have PTSD and in therapy, and I can't hunt. <laughs> that dog won't hunt. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what? I'm going to put it out there. Bitch, move. Fucking move, yeah. Bitch, move. And I'm just, no. Chuck, chuck your fucking your youngins in the pickup. Just get the fuck out of there. Drive up the road. I know, although it could be. I I once, uh, about four years ago, someone broke into my house. I wasn't there. Okay, yeah. Um, I came home from work. Fucking crackheads. Like, they just pulled all the cupboards out. Everything was on the floor. They'd obviously been disturbed, so they fucked off with, like, you know, what they could carry. Yeah. And anyway, I got, you know, the cops came and they did, you know, sw- you know, dusted for prints and everything. And... Because they smashed the back window to, yeah. to get in, fuckers. Um, I just done the dishes. Um, glass all over my dishes. Yeah. So, you know, we boarded up the window and everyone was like, oh, my God, like, come over and, you know, stay here. Like, you know, you don't have to stay there, you yeah. know, tonight. Um, and I was I was so indignant and we're like, I will not let them crackheads drive me from my house. This is my house. I remember you showing me pictures of the blade you intended to use on them. Oh, my God. Oh, I was strapped ready for him to freaking come back. I don't reckon I slept for three days because I was just up and I literally just, like, I don't like bleach. But after that, I bought bleach and I bleached my house from top to bottom. I threw out all of my underpants because they had pulled all my undies out. My undies were everywhere. Like, they had touched my undies. So, I threw out all my undies. I threw out my toothbrush before anyone says it. Yep. Um and just yeah. I've always said Home Alone would be a very different film if the toothbrush bandits, <laughs> little little Kevin McAllister, <laughs> instead of the the brute aftershave, just ah! 
as he looks at a tiny bit of corn on his fucking Winnie the Pooh booth. <laughs> oh my god! Well, and you know what? These days, yeah. oh my god, if he was left alone in my house, he would have been fighting those bandits with a lot more different <laughs> toys, shall we say? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with someone from Broken Hill because, oh. as they say, there were no extras in Mad Max, just yeah. town folk. It really was just town folk. Oh <laughs> yeah. my. God. The worst bit is I had to throw out my vibrator. No. Well, because you can't. No, I mean, like, yeah, you've got to get rid of that. Because it's just, you know what I mean? And, Did oh. they find it? No. Oh, my God. Because, like, there was stuff, you know, like, everywhere. And, like, and then, oh, my God, the police. Bless the police. Oh, my God. Like, they were so lovely. Like, when they came around, because I, I like, I, like, I, you know, I came into my driveway. It was dark. I could yeah. see the front light was on. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I don't leave the front light on. And I could see a light on in the spare bedroom. And I'm like, okay, again, that, that, like, why would that? And then I'm like, okay, maybe I've like, I've gone in there to get something in the morning. I've left it on. I haven't, you know, realized. As I got, came around the corner to the front door where there was the screen, yeah. you could see part of like the wood where the lock goes into had all been like busted out and shattered and it was everywhere and the lights were on. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, holy fuck, someone's broken in. But because the lights were on, I'm like, oh, they're fucking still in there. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I've seen enough like, you know, cr- you know, crime shows. Yeah. So I like backed up to the gate to like call the cops to be like uh fucking crackheads like you know like in my house like i think they're still here yeah because we got a cop shop nearby and the woman she's like oh yeah you know you know where do you live blah 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 i'm giving them you know my telling them all where i am and she's like oh do you have any dogs on the property um and i'm like oh no i just have my cat and then i realized my cat was inside and i was just like talker I'm going in. And this I hear vaguely this woman on the phone like, no, don't go in. Just wait there. Like the police are on their way. And I'm like, oh. I get to like the door, like I kick open the door. Yeah. And I muster up like my biggest like, if there's anyone in here, I am going to fuck you up, you fucking cunts. Yeah. Like, and then I realized like, oh my God, like I've got nothing to punch them with. I'm just going to have to like beat them with my fist. But I'm like, I don't care. I've got to get my cat. Yeah. Um. So I give my like warning. There's nothing. I'm waiting to see someone come out or something. It's nothing. Take a couple of steps in. And then my cat, who obviously like heard my voice, slinked like so close to the ground, just came like, like out. And wow. I'm like, oh my God. So like I grabbed like my cat who was petrified. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then... And then I was just like so angry, like, oh my God, like I could see all the mess. I'm like, I'm so fucking angry. And then I was just angry. They weren't there. Anyway, and then the cops showed up and then the cops came in and they were going into every room. There was just stuff everywhere. And there was a part of me that I was like, oh God, like, don't let my vibrator just be sitting like, <laughs> like in the sink or something. It wasn't. Um, but the police were so lovely because I've got these giant like to the ceiling um, wardrobes. Yeah. And they said, have you looked in the wardrobes? And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, do you want to just step back? And they, oh, bless them, because one of the doors was off. And so yeah. they sort of put it back on the track. And then they went through the house and they actually opened all of my wardrobes. Wow. 
because I had said that I had, you know, come in. Mm. So they actually checked all the wardrobes because they're like, oh, we just want to make sure that they're not hiding in the wardrobe when they heard, they heard you come home. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck me that I like, I, I hadn't even thought of that like an idiot. So bless them. They went around and checked all of my wardrobes. And the first question that they asked me, oh, have you recently broken up with a man? Oh, because blokes do that sort of shit, do yeah. they? The number one cause of women's houses like getting like trashed as ex-partners. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then if it was him, it would have been like he would have found your dildo and done like a real exorcist kind of deal, sticking it to like a picture or something like that. <laughs> so you just go and this thing's rotating like a clown nose. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? One of the cops was hot. I was so upset. I couldn't even like <laughs> seize my opportunity to be like, no, I'm – Single officer. <laughs> you talked to Sh- Sergeant Shoulder to Cry on over there. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, the guy came round when he dusted for prints. Yeah. All he wanted to talk about was the fact of like talk about my like signed like Captain Kirk and William Riker picture. Oh, bless. Yeah, bless him. Yeah. Junkies can't sell them. <laughs> oh my God. They stole my vintage handbags. Motherfuckers. Crackos. So there's some like cracko getting around. <laughs> With my like two hundred dollar like vintage glow mesh, oh. nineteen seventy one deluxe with the gold trim. Yeah. <sighs> so is that the end of the Montana story? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just got sidetracked. No, but I'm saying maybe that was the thing of like why they stayed there for like six months. They yeah. were just like, I will not be driven out of my home. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, they did take the drastic action of getting a priest in. You know, so yeah. Um, Sheila and her husband have since separated and Sheila now works as a preschool carer. Okay. She no longer lives in a remote location. Fair enough. Well, she's obviously very resilient and you'll need that to deal with children. Mm. Well, you know, she'll last at least six months. Yeah. You know, before she cracks. Yeah. Has anyone here seen The Matrix? (laughs) (laughs) Now, on the evening of July 17, 1991. Hang on, before we get into the next story, one yep. of the things I did want to talk about, because we are talking about the geographic, mm-hmm. re, the, the, the geographic and the ge- fucking, the geography behind yep. where these alien abductions happen. Yeah. Which is interesting because one of the things that people have always used to discredit the idea of alien abduction mm-hmm. is that it only happens to air quotes hillbillies. Yeah, and the and a lot of the people that claim to have been abducted in the past uh, are often not that yep. hillbilly type. Yep. So you've got Betty and Barney Hill. Yep, Betty was a social worker. Yeah, uh, they were involved in the NAACP for mm-hmm. civil rights stuff. Barney worked at the post office. Yep, you know, educated, smart people. You've got Travis Walton mm. um, up in the you know the woodlands up there mm. who. I don't think he had a particularly formal education, but you see the guy interviewed and he's really quite articulate. Mm-hmm. And he's actually come to some really interesting philosophical conclusions in the last few years about what actually happened. Yeah. And he basically blames himself. Like, if you, if you listen to the current interviews with him, he's like, yeah, I got too fucking close and they accidentally zapped me. And my theory is they brought me on board and fixed me and then let me go because they, oh. they felt guilty. Oh. So well, that, that's, yeah, if you like, if you, you know, oh no, I struck that kangaroo on the road. I'll yeah. fix it up. I'll take it to a vet. Pretty much. So I think that, you know, he's come around to that. And then you've got people like Whitley Strieber who mm. say what you will about his books. He's a published author. He can, <laughs> <laughs> he can string, and, you know, he was he was portrayed by Christopher Walken. So he can't be, he can't <laughs> be that all bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this trope about people being abducted mm. and their hillbillies comes from, 
in my opinion, probably the, the more famous one would be the, the Pascagoula UFO. In 1973, where a couple of fishing buddies were sitting on the muddy banks of a backwater, UFO landed near them. They described them as people with no necks and kind of weird noses and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. They got taken on board. None of it really made sense. And that's been kind of like what has immortalized that trope, which I believe the Simpsons actually did for their famous Homer getting abducted Treehouse of Horror episode. Oh my god, space aliens. Don't eat me! No, no, what are you spraying me with? Run! So no one will believe your story. And if you remember, that actually happened on a fishing trip. It was basically the Pascagoula UFO. The one good thing that has come from the Pascagoula UFO, though, is it spawned a really cool country song. Oh. And I'll leave that till the end of the episode as a little Easter egg for people. But it's just interesting that a lot of these stories, they get instantly dismissed because of where they happen. Yeah. I don't really have a point. Because well, no, I mean, it, 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 it's quite interesting because I know, yeah, I've seen interviews and they're like, oh, why is it always hillbillies like it's never, you know, like rocket scientists, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's because, okay, if you're, um, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be scientific, get your science stones yeah. and throw your science rocks about. <laughs> you go to a quiet, peaceful area. Yeah. You know, you don't go, you don't stand in the middle of the waterhole, mm. you know, to look at the creatures. You find a nice, you know, quiet, you know, vantage point. Yeah. And if you're there to just collect specimens, you're not going to drop down in the middle of Times Square. You want to go to a rural and, you know, remote location. Yes. And, these people who report, you know, to see things, you know, in the in the highway, why does this only happen to like, you know, truck drivers and blah, blah, blah? Because they're the only people that are out there. Yeah. Rocket scientists aren't driving at 2 a.m., you know, taking toilet paper yeah. from Idaho <laughs> to Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so to me, like, it just, it makes sense. Yeah. And just because... Um, yeah, and it's unfortunate. We've seen that before. You know, just some people who are just, you know, quiet people who, you know, are not the best storytellers. Yeah. And so their story gets um, dismissed because, you know, they can't create the glam to yeah. sell it. Um, so that's unfortunate. Setting matters. And think about it. Which one's a better film, Predator or Predator 2? <laughs> Predator 2 could not be saved by Gary Busey. <laughs> or Bill Paxton. No. No, definitely the first one with all its mm-hmm. corny lines and very nearly Jean-Claude Van Damme. But the other thing about it now is like, oh, why is it always hillbillies? These days it's not. The majority mm. of the credible UFO reports that are coming out are coming out from trained pilots, trained yeah. observers, US Navy pilots who've flattened schools and hospitals in the Middle East. Yeah. Who but know what they're looking at. Mind you, the US, the US Navy does have a history of giving LSD to its pilots, so I'm not <laughs> actually sure... <laughs> How much we can cling to that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's just my point. It's no longer hillbillies in the middle of buttfuck county USA yeah. who are the ones reporting this. And there's actually some very interesting ones that we'll have to talk about in future episodes that mm. happened right here in South Australia. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing as well is you have to consider um, if you see a UFO, if you're just an average ordinary Joe and you see a UFO, who do you tell? Who yeah. do you call? These people called their pastor. They called their priest. Because mm. they're like, like, who do you, like, it, you, I saw a UFO. What, <laughs> who, do you, who do you 
tell that to you because all that happens is you get ridiculed and mocked, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> go to the first, who are we going to call? Oh, we'll go to G. There's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, call Father fucking Radley. Yeah. That's all we can do. <laughs> Throw some incense at it. <laughs> now let's get back to the 90s. What happened there? Okay, July 17, 1991. Karina Sables was sitting in her semi-rural property after separating from her husband, she had decided that she wanted to move to a smaller country town, somewhere quiet and safer for her and her children. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Yep. On this evening, the kids were now asleep in bed and Karina finally had some time alone with her new special friend. Oh, yeah. Tom. Tom. Country boy. This is like the plot to Nashville. Woohoo. Mm. The new relationship had become quite serious mm. with Tom having talked about marriage in the future. Oh. <gasps> oh, so exciting. It was quite a warm night, so the two decided to take their cups of tea straight away. I don't believe your story. <laughs> Take their cups of tea out into the back patio and enjoy the stars and the woods that stretched out from the rear of the property. The other problem, should we talk about it now or at the end? No, let's talk about it now. <laughs> the other problem that UFO reports and sightings have is that when, you know, they finally do find someone who wants to do a story about it or report about it, it's usually not dateline or somebody with a lot of money to do like a proper reenactment no, and it's, investigation. It's a, it's a channel called Sci-Fi that has only Y's in its name. <laughs> <laughs> and they really don't have a lot of budget to apply. So they get some very questionable people who work in dinner theatre to come and reenact your scene. Um what could be even worse is so you're you're not you're basically paid by the hour. They're like, right, we've got twenty minutes to record this. Get in. You know what? Just pretend. I don't know. You're a couple in your like forties, fifties. It's getting serious. There could be marriage. Just relax at home on your back patio. Okay, so you want you want some chemistry between yeah, us? Yeah, chemistry. So familiarity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, something that would happen between couples that are mm. that about to. So they clear their undying love. So they know we're in love. Yeah. Okay. How about how about this little classic? Yeah. Oh, beautiful night. Oh, that's nice out here. Mm. Your scallop potatoes are incredible. Thanks. It's the cream. I could have been a contender. <laughs> From the real reenactment. That is some impro for the ages. <laughs> Call Saturday Night Live. There's two cast members missing. Oh, my God. Your scalloped potatoes are amazing. And if you watch the tape, you can actually see his eyes spin like pinballs <laughs> as he's like, she's gone off script. She's gone off script. It's a Woody Allen film now. She's improvising. <laughs> oh, it's the cream. Oh, so, unfortunately, I think, you know. Uh, <laughs> I just would have loved it if you went yes and. <laughs> Oh, Karina says she felt this strange humming in her abdomen. Oh, that was the cream. 
<laughs> He's going to make a bell ring in her stomach. Then their glasses started to vibrate. Oh, that is some chemistry. Karina <laughs> uh, <laughs> says, and I said, look up. The best part is then they cut to <laughs> the reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows her, like, she's just like, oh, and then. And she just looks up and doesn't <laughs> say a word. And you're like, you literally had to say two words. <laughs> two words. The only actual two. You can remember fucking scalloped potatoes. <sighs> and I said, look up. This thing was about the size of a football field, if not bigger, and cloaked. And I say that because the only reason you could see the exact shape of it was because it blocked out the stars behind it. There were no lights, no sound, and it was just floating along. And then it stopped dead on a dime. It felt claustrophobic. The, a very common type of UFO sighting from the kind of 90s to the mid-2000s. The, mm. the giant black triangle or boomerang. Probably most famously known from the Phoenix Lights. Mm. And, of, and, of course, being um, – because this is sort of, you know, the remote location, she's next to the woods, you know, the stars are clear and crisp. You can see it. So you notice when – When stars disappear, yeah. 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 It's very obvious, you know, because, the you know, the stars in a remote area, the, yeah. the sky is lit up yeah. like so many stars. That's oh, incredible. So how did Tom – handle all of this i'm guessing with unabashed heroism Ooh, actually not well apparently in karina's words he couldn't handle it he said i'm out of here i'm going inside and you better come in with me and then he ran inside <laughs> and left her oh okay <laughs> chivalry's not dead <laughs> But I just love it. He couldn't handle it. <laughs> if you want to be my lover. <laughs> oh, my God. you got to not leave me on the back porch to get abducted <laughs> by aliens. you got to fight a UFO. <laughs> Fuck this bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. But who does that? Who, who just fucks off inside and just leaves her to the UFO. Not, he tried to like grab me and be like, yeah, yeah, come on, like we're going inside. Like, just. Speaking as a, well, I've been accused of being a man. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of someone who was gendered as one since birth, it's, you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you Uh do what is natural and fucking run because that's the smart thing to do in 99% of scenarios. Or do you throw yourself into a more of pain just because you don't want to show any sign of weakness in front of someone? It's it's not about showing weakness. It's about pissing off and leaving the person that you've said you're going to marry to be molested by aliens. She could have come inside. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he gave her the option. <laughs> ran inside and hid under the table. He didn't even stand there with the door open going, you know what? Maybe. 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 Not even not even tried to lead her inside. Gonna turn this into a feminist issue. If I want to stand on my porch and stare at a fucking physics destroying UFO the size of a sports complex, I should be allowed to do it. It's kind of dangerous. You should come inside. Don't tell me how to move. Maybe that UFO shouldn't threaten me. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
maybe he could have stood with her. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah. Just stand with... Stand by your man. <laughs> if Tammy Wynette ever writes a song about love being lost as her bow flees a UFO... <laughs> That's a hell of a country song. Oh, my God. That is a country song waiting to happen. Miranda oh Lambert, God. it's up to you. <laughs> and he left me. I'm pretty sure her and Elle King could put together a kind of... Because Elle King looks like she's from a fucking UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And just like, uh, he ran off. Just all I could see were the lights of his truck <laughs> and the alien dust. <laughs> I'm going to get my shotgun. <laughs> Our relationship was bust. <laughs> and my dog died because it's country and western. Somebody's dog always dies. <laughs> oh, okay, so Tom was running away like a coward. He couldn't handle it. He said, I'm out of here. I'm going inside. You better come in with me. He ran inside. Now, it really has become dinner theatre now. <laughs> Corinna said, I stayed there. To me, it felt like maybe two, two minutes, three minutes at the most. And I was just watching it. And then it was there. And then it, was it wasn't. Like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> the next thing Corinna remembers is an agitated Tom coming out of the house. Okay, yep. He just said, where have you been? I've looked all over for you. You've been for quite a while. And again, we cut to the reenactment. <laughs> Tom declares, I've been everywhere looking for you. I I went to the end of the drive. It does sound like the British royals trying to solve a problem. I it? opened a curtain. <laughs> I went to the woods, fired a shot, heard the familiar squeak of a pheasant dying. I wasn't you. Came back to Buckingham. <laughs> no sight of you, you young fella. <laughs> okay, so he's checked the driveway. He's gone to the edge of the woods. Yes. Can't yes. find her anyway. Yes, he's gone to both the front yard and the backyard and there is no sign. He, made, he tapped a tin of cat food. <laughs> oh, my God. And in the reenactment, I think he like comes back with another cup of tea. He does. He's got a cup of tea. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my God, I looked everywhere. I made some tea. But, you know, while I was looking, I looked for you in the cupboard. Where have you been? I've missed you so much. In the tea canister. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, I said, I didn't go anywhere. I was outside just for a few minutes. And he said, no, you've been gone for over 45 minutes. I said, that's impossible. I'm telling you, I was only out there two or three minutes. I think you're just a little nervous about this thing you saw. Oh, and then she held her little finger out as if to intimate he's got a tiny penis. <laughs> If you had fucked off and left me on the porch, I would too. <laughs> oh. Tom said, no, look at the clock. Oh, my God. How many cups of tea had he made? <laughs> <laughs> he's acting like his girlfriend's gotten onto the Wu-Tang Clan's tour bus. I know. Seriously. <laughs> like, why are you angry, Tom? Like, there was a UFO and then she disappeared. Where have you oh, been? Well, I don't know what could have happened. Really, maybe not the giant throbbing UFO that you fucked off and left her to, maybe, mate? 
He hasn't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, my God. Too busy making cups of tea. Yeah, I was going to say, unless he ran inside to get the Casio keyboard and then come out. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's the only reason you're allowed to run inside. As a quick interlude. Yeah. One, and I'm fucking proud of this. One thing I did to my son, it sounds bad, but when, since he was an infant, mm-hmm. like baby, baby, up uh-huh. until probably the age of about three, yeah, I would play him those tones <laughs> with no reference uh-huh. when he was sleeping and all that kind of stuff. So that the first time he saw that film and heard that sound, he'd be like, I've been hearing that all my life. <laughs> I'm still waiting to harvest that particular fucking Easter egg. Oh, my God. That is a fucking long game. Yeah. That is a long game play, sir. Yeah. He's going to stab me in my sleep. Oh, you know who's not in for a long game play? (laughs) Tom. (laughs) Oh, Tom said, look at the clock. He said, I didn't know what to think. I had no way. I had no idea where you'd been. Again, dude. (laughs) You just literally ran away from a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, where, where, where? Were you doing your shopping? Doing your taxes? You were with another man, weren't you? At the salon with the girls gossiping about me? In my tiny wang. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Tom said he didn't know what to think. I had no idea where I'd been. After that night, Tom never came back again. Jesus. Corinne said, I got a phone call where Tom said, I'm sorry, goodbye. Okay. It turns out Tom will be there for sickness and health, just not for alien abduction. (laughs) Put that in your wedding vows, you new age motherfuckers. (laughs) Meanwhile, Corinna did not know what to do. She said she was reluctant to tell people because she didn't want people thinking she was crazy. She thought, who do I tell? And that's the problem. So here's the thing with Tom. Mm. One of two things have happened. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Either she's telling the complete truth. Mm-hmm. She was abducted by aliens, missing time. Mm-hmm. Tom searched for her frantically, can't process what's happened. He's lost his mind and run away. Uh-huh. Or mm-hmm. he's just delivered the most epic gaslighting breakup of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so like a bit of cloud is going across the stars. She's going, fuck me, that's a UFO. He's quietly <laughs> snuck into the house, put all the clocks forward, 45 minutes, got himself his old cup of tea and just come out and just gone, where have you been? You gaslighting son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. The other question is, what the fuck were in those scallops potatoes? (laughs) Well, certainly not sparkling conversation, that's for sure. Because he's had that question. He's like, I cannot fucking face an entirety together with a woman whose idea of conversation is talking about the fucking potatoes, which I bought from a takeaway. (laughs) Oh, my God, how will I let her know? It's like, what if we move in together and she finds out it's nothing but Campbell's mushroom soup? (laughs) It's the cream. (laughs) Corinna called the planetarium in Vancouver, BC to ask if they had noted anything unusual that night. How could they they project the fucking stars inside a building? They're, They're literally not outside. They directed her to the group. UFO Vancouver, BC. Okay. So they're like a MUFON type organisation, are they? The group states that there were 15 other reports that night of a similar object. 
eight of which were of the same boomerang shape that Karina reported. There you go. It's just Tom in payphones <laughs> adding legitimacy to his fucking epic gaslight. <laughs> oh, my God, the length some men will go to <laughs> to avoid commitment. Oh, Lord. Now, neither the UFOs, aliens or Tom have returned to the patio since. But she got his fucking recipe. Doesn't need him. <laughs> oh my god! So I actually, I actually found this particular story and this reenactment um, by Discovery UK. And the best part about the story, and it's very questionable reenactment, um, is the comment section. <laughs> yeah. And the public really decided to they just knuckle down on the most important aspect of this story. Is Tom the world's biggest douchebag? Completely, nobody gives a fuck about the aliens. (laughs) That's not the most important issue here. Oh, my God. Everyone wants to know, is he the world's biggest douchebag? And just what the hell did he put in the scalloped potatoes? (laughs) Cowardice. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what? Do you know why? Do you know why Tom likes cream? Why? Because it's runny, just like him. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Or it's smooth. <laughs> oh. As he drives off, going my tiny way. <laughs> oh my god! Because it's white and bland. <laughs> <laughs> You've been struck by a smooth criminal. As he gets out the driveway, <laughs> check the driveway. Yep, <laughs> like it's a fucking runaway dog. <laughs> Are you out here, Karina? Karina girl! Karina girl! Oh my lord. Okay. <laughs> On the tutor. Oh my god. Okay, just to give you some idea of the absolute hate storm that yeah. there was for Tom in yeah. the comments. I'm not going to read out everyone's name because, you know. Um, <laughs> let's just say Stuart kicked it all off. Okay. With a. The aliens did her a favour. She's better off without Tom. Oh, clicks his fingers sassily. <laughs> Demetrius, yeah, she's way better off without Tom. He seems so sketchy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're going, we're going in hard. Um, Scott, Tom was an asshole and probably a Republican. <laughs> I'll back the Republican part. <laughs> oh my god! As he as he quotes some garbled Ayn Rand, that uh, those who deserve to be safe will be saved. Oh my god! Someone someone has jumped in on the bandwagon with a. I bet his scalloped potatoes weren't even that great. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Ken has agreed with. Yeah, who needs Tom? He seems like a snowflake anyway. D says, uh, Tom's a pussy. He ran into the house and left her outside. I bet he sits down when he pisses like a girl. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, my God. It gets... <laughs> Fuck. With Todd Rocks, who was simply asked, who lit the fuse on Tom's tampon? <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what that means, but it uh, seems appropriate. Oh, no, it gets better. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ritzy, <laughs> for real, fuck Tom. <laughs> I wish I had that experience. I knew he was a bitch when he ran into the house. Fucking pussy. 
<laughs> it's me has jumped in and there was actually a couple of people who had the similar theory of maybe the aliens were there to prevent her from making the mistake of marrying Tom. Oh, they are a greater intelligence. Oh, yeah. Um, someone else suggested that they were time travellers who had come back to stop her having a baby with Tom who would go on to, like, destroy the universe. <laughs> like a scallop potato looper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! That's oh my god! That's how you um, that's how you time travel. You just go to the house, you open the <laughs> oven, and pull out the scalloped potatoes, and <laughs> you jump in time. Oh my god! Then obviously Tom showed up and tried incognito to defend himself. Oh yep, yeah. Okay, in the comments. Good job, Angus. Well done. Yep. Uh, Noodles McBride. <sighs> Uh, old Noodles McBride. Oh, my God. Has come up. All this hate for Tom because he was the smart one. He pleaded with her to come inside. Tom didn't get abducted because he went inside like any smart person would. <laughs> the next highly intelligent move was to leave and never go back. Tom has enormous brain cells. <laughs> Tom has enormous brain cells. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Tom. Are you sure this isn't Donald Trump? Oh, my God. Or it's like Tom's mum. Oh, my God. Uh, He's a good boy and his wang is not small. (laughs) Someone very quickly jumped on to be like, if he was the right guy for her, he would have stayed to protect her or dragged her away with him. He put his own safety before hers. Get a punch on with aliens? What's he going to do? Paula says, sees a UFO, then blames her. Nice one, genius. <laughs> My favourite is Jude Thaddeus, who I think might have come from She's Sparta in a take, past life. Taking her time away from Game of Thrones to comment on <laughs> what's happening in the games. A real man, a real man would have taken her in his arms and rescued her and taken her out of harm's way and not just saved his own ass. None of this woke shit. (laughs) That's going to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger style quote as he blows down. None of Of this this woke woke shit. And as he spits his tobacco outside. (laughs) You want equality? I'll give you both barrels. (laughs) Oh my god, someone else, your scallops potatoes were amazing. Thanks, it's the hot tranquilizers. <laughs> what? Oh, it's the cream. <laughs> Luli D has come up with a completely different theory. Okay, yep. Nobody's talking about how Tom might be an alien skinwalker that wore a human camouflage, wooed her, helped abduct her, then blame her for not remembering so he'd have reasons to bail out. Classic, classic alien move. That's some 4D chess. That's, yeah. 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 Um, the only other person in the world. Now, I think we heard from Tom's mum, so then Tom got on. Uh, Tom tried to protect her. She didn't listen, so he dumped her. Good man. <laughs> Tom's 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 cousin got on. Mm-hmm. with. Um, Tom makes amazing scalloped potatoes, has the sense to get the fuck out when shit is going down, and is responsible enough to watch the kids when their mum disappeared. <laughs> They're all acting like she got on the Wu-Tang tour bus. Seriously, she was abducted by an alien. Mark LeBlanc said, if aliens have taught us anything, it's that assholes like Tom do exist. (laughs) 
Mike Long. Dude totally nutted in the potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite, my absolute favourite was the last comment. It's just so random. Lost and found. The face of America abroad. That's their handle. (laughs) So wherever you are lost and found, this is their base to Tom. Base to Tom. Say condition. Base, this is Tom. Operation Scalloped Potatoes is a go. Subject will be in position for backyard ghost phase alpha cream in two minutes. Over. How is that not <coughs> the lyrics to Major Tom? Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, for anyone out there who is going to write a country song, I, I think you need to, like, put a little bit, a little bit of David Bowie in there. Um, it's just... Oh, my God. So, I think that's the other problem when, you know, people do try to talk seriously about UFOs. <laughs> don't the, – the reenactment. Yeah. Don't, don't go cheap because they're literally – you take what was a very credible, like, intelligent woman with, like, you know, who she's – She's a well-spoken, um, you know, woman, you know, no sign of like alcohol or drug abuse, you know, astounding citizen paying her taxes, who was making a very, you know, logical, clear statement. All anyone can talk about is fucking Tom and his scalloped fucking potatoes. <laughs> so, yeah, next time stick around and let that toxic masculinity wash over you. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves and try and punch an alien. <laughs> what are you like, fucking looking at? <laughs> but, oh my God, the thing is, if he'd stayed out there with her and they both got abducted, neither of them would have known that they were abducted. They would have just went, oh, our tea's gone cold. And then Tom would have rushed in to make another one. And the kids would have been crying and that's about it? No, the kids would have slept through it. They didn't know. Yeah, probably. You know? So I'm pretty sure the aliens could have figured out how to get inside off the patio <laughs> if they wanted to. Nobody, dude. Even the even the aliens were like, "Will you look at this pussy?" <laughs> we don't want him for our master race experiments. Yeah, I know. If you were looking for like someone to like, you know, like good stock to improve, like improve your like gene pool, you don't take the one lion that's fucking off. <laughs> Just look at the whiteboard they've got on the UFO, and it's the entire white side of the British royal family crossed off, <laughs> and Tom. <laughs> Oh, Upsides, skeleton potatoes, downside, no spine. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, his dish is as runny as his backbone. <laughs> Poor Tom. Oh my god. So, but, ah, oh, and uh, I looked up, and in a future episode, we're actually going to look at in America. What are the states where you are most likely to see a UFO mm-hmm. and which states you're least likely to see a UFO? I reckon this is going to be surprising. Mm. I'll put my bets out there now. Mm. California, Texas, Nevada. Probably going to see a few through like Colorado. Like Colorado is big for them. Mm. I reckon you're not going to see them in Illinois. In oh, do you want do you want a little bit of a uh, a peek into what happened in, teaser, in yeah. 2020? Now, there's two ways to look at this. Now, the yeah. way that this particular study that I was looking at, they they didn't just look at the number of UFO sightings, but what they compared it to was the number of people in the state. Oh, so it's a per capita sighting. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like oh, okay, considering the amount of population, you know, in this country, uh. 
one person in every 100,000 has seen a UFO, whereas yeah. in this state, nine people out of every 100,000 yeah. would have seen a UFO. According, if you look at it that way, statistically, per capita, the least is Texas. That's interesting. Yeah, I was surprised by that. And then I'm like, I, and then I could think, or even the aliens know. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> These cunts have got tigers. <laughs> they got insane. tigers and Chuck Norris. <laughs> Mate, that's what's fucking Chuck Norris. That's yeah. the reason there hasn't been an alien invasion. True. But I reckon, I mean, like, I've still got my money on California being the big one. Mm. And I reckon a lot of is that, that is... Is that because of the drugs? <clears throat> no. I look, a lot of that I think is, and especially if you go on like... Because I follow quite a lot of internet forums and, you know, people reporting these things. And every fucking second sighting where it's some person going, oh, my God, it's a UFO. It's like, that's a fucking Chinese lantern and it's Chinese New Year. Have you never seen this shit before? Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's other ones where like, oh, my God, it's sitting still and it's flashing. It's like, you're in a fucking filmmaker town that is literally a DJI phantom drone. Yeah. It's some kid making a skate video. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. So there's tons of that. I'm guessing in Texas they're too busy being fucking Texans. Yeah. Elect- well- electing one-eyed fucking congressmen and – Suddenly, having Joe Rogan living there. Well, if it, like in Texas, if you think it's a UFO, you shoot it, falls down dead. Oh, it's not an alien. <laughs> Feed it to the dagger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Or I don't know. Maybe it's all the COVID. Maybe it killed all the aliens. I don't know. Who knows? But 2020, not the place for uh, Texas was not the place for aliens. There you go. Mm. It's interesting. I've seen some of the um, the UFO files. There's a really interesting project that's going on in Australia where someone, because Australia doesn't have the kind of secrecy so much that the US does. Mm. Not that I think there might be that much to the secrecy in the US, but you can understand operational secrecy around military sites and they've got a nuclear arsenal and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think Australia it's just because they can't be fucked. Yeah. But there's a guy who found a way to get a whole bunch of US UFO disclosure yeah. without having to go through the federal government. Oh. And that was to under freedom of information, get hold of police reports. Oh. So there's a huge – I'll have to find the link and put it up where some guy's actually gone through and listed all the different reports made to state-level police. Yeah. It's fucking interesting. There's a lot in South Australia. Oh, wow. Really cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, there's And while we're looking at remote areas, there's actually a small town in Alaska Yep. Um, that I want to knuckle down and do a, a, a whole – episode where they have repeated cases of uh, people uh, who have disappeared from this one area and continued UFO sightings. There you go. That sounds pretty cool. Mm, mm. We'll get to that. But that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you for – what do you do? Do you tune in? Do you download? Do you stream it? I don't fucking know. Well, you do all that. Well, so this we had a quick look at, you know, aliens in the woods and in a future episode we're going to have a look and see, do aliens – Come in the city. There you, oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Are you any safer in the suburbs than in the backwater of Texas? <laughs> Probably robbed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, God, are we going to try and use that fucking clunky tagline? Or, <laughs> or do we just leave everyone with that wonderful country song that we found out for the, uh, for the Pascagoula UFO? You know, I, I think, you know, we'll just send everyone out to, uh, you know, enjoy your scallops potatoes, watch the skies, and remember, a real mothman eats the carpet. <laughs> and stays by his lady when she's getting abducted by a UFO. 
fucking Tom. See, you can tell if he was a real mothman, he would have been attracted to the light. <laughs> and he would have eaten the carpet. <laughs> well, thank you for downloading us. We'll see you next week. Something happened October of 73 That would go down in history The spaceship came with many blue lights Set down near them in the night Three little men came out and took them inside They looked him over with one big eye Say what they saw was real, they know they were the ones that saw the past, a UFO.